0: All right, Biscuit Babies, it's game time. Well, before game time, let me talk to you about a few things, a few things that would help your life and my life and everyone's life around you. I'm talking about Lucid Float Spas out of Mount Vernon, Ohio. I'm talking about a place where you can go get in a sensory deprivation tank and figure your shit out. You can go, go get high in the parking lot before. Just don't tell anybody when you're in there. Space out, man. Decompress, feel better. Maybe you're into massages. Chad can do that. He's licensed. He's like a fucking doctor of massage. Literally. Again, go to Lucid Float Spas in Mount Vernon, Ohio. Um, If you're not in the Central Ohio area, get on a plane or a bus or a boat and come to Central Ohio and go to Lucid Float Spas in Mount Vernon, Ohio. Also, go to parkersplatoon.org. I don't know if you guys saw, but earlier today, the sheriff himself, um, released a few of his, uh, Parker's Platoon challenge coins. Um, there are only so many of them made. I think they're open for bids now. Um, they're fucking badass. Like one, one side's the, uh, like a Harley and the other side's like a crossed gun and a hockey stick. They're pretty nasty. Um, go bid on those and then also go check out the, uh, CBD oil that they're offering. Um. From Receptra. It's the highest quality of CBD, only the finest cannabinoids from the hemp plant, no stems, no seeds, no stalks. Uh, helps with anxiety, helps with pain, um, inflammation, just uh, life in general. And it's for a good cause, the nonprofit organization Parker's Platoon, helping veterans come home and veterans that are home. Um, so it's a win win. You feel better, veterans feel better, and you put a smile on the on the sheriff's face. Alright. Love you guys. Enjoy. Now Here's Probert True oh, Probert got to the, the right hand, freaks loose with the right hand, and he starts to retaliate, and down goes Nylon, and the two of them are hammering each other. Knights of Columbus, that hurts. enforcer of all hockey podcasts. It's the biscuit. It's the biscuit. Damn it! Tech school no regulations, cyber one! The enforcer of all hockey podcasts. God help the fucking day if fighting's ever been. This country will stop working on so bad fucking can. can. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's the biscuit podcast. Hey, you wanna go? Yeah, okay. Good luck, you. Good luck to you too, buddy. Hello and welcome episode 54. Um, thanks for joining me. Uh, happy to be here. Your host, William Bartram, as always. And uh, we're just a little over halfway through the NHL season. Um, getting ready for All-Star Weekend coming up. Uh, I know a lot of people in the uh, hockey family don't like the All-Star Game. I am not one of those. But... <laughs> <laughs> I love the ha the All-Star game. It's fun. I like seeing the players pretend that they have personalities. And uh, I always look forward to it every year. And with the kids, um, they always enjoy it a little more. Uh, You know, they pull the mask out and all that crazy shit. Which, there probably won't be as much of it this year. Because they got rid of the two breakaway challenges of the shootout. You know, shit. But we'll talk about that in a moment. Um... Just wanted to get uh, a few uh, hashtag biscuit approves out of the way. Uh, You know, the NHL can drop the ball in so many, drop the puck, not in a good way, in so many different areas of the game. In this past week or so, they've really, you know, been uh, hitting the the nail on the head in a a good way. Um, The Willie O'Ree ceremony in Boston um, commemorating his, uh, I want to say, 60th year since his first game. That he played with the Boston Bruins. um, Yeah, on January 18th, 1958 against the uh, Montreal Habitants. So what's special about Willie O'Ree, and I've spoke about him before on the podcast with uh, Shane Guilfoyle, uh, is he was the first, uh, I I guess I can say, black person to play in the NHL. He's a Canadian. uh, Just sounds odd. But uh, a huge, huge deal. Um, you know, with p- players like Kevin Weeks looking up to him, PK Subban, Wayne Simmons, um, just paving the way for a whole generation of uh, black dudes to be able to play hockey and have someone as a role model. And this guy's a fucking champion. Um, you can listen to the episode with Shane where he talks about meeting him on the airplane, just a gentleman, and you know the the work he does with youth hockey programs everywhere. Uh, and I love the one quote that he, basically in any interview you listen to him, <clears throat> he'll uh, say the quote is, uh, what is it? Um, you can, fuck, I forget what it is. You can do anything you believe in, but if you don't, you won't, or some shit like that. And I was thinking, you know, 1958, I was wondering how, Further, you know how how many years passed that was from Jackie Robinson playing in baseball for the first time, and that was April 1947. So this is, a, I mean, it took the NHL 11 years, um, to you know to catch up and to to meet up and you know break that boundary. Um, and of course, you know he said the, the being in the states there was more racism and whatever, blah blah blah. But uh, good good on the Boston Bruins and uh, that ceremony for Willie O'Ree. Uh, also, biscuit approved is the Avalanche on a can- ten-game winning streak. I think it's too shy of the longest one in franchise history. Uh, enjoy it now, guys, because I still don't think you make the playoffs. Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry, I got something in my fucking throat. Uh, drank all the beer last night, so I'm sitting here a little batless, which is never a good goddamn thing. Hey, little bat, send me some fucking beer, huh? God damn. Um. Also, biscuit approved was the. Just absolute beautiful ceremony for Eric Lindros. Um, you know, the 88 being retired and put up in the rafters in Philly, as it should be. Um, if you didn't watch the ceremony, definitely go online and look it up. I'm sure it's on YouTube or uh, NHL.tv. Which, I finally hooked up my NHL.tv on the PlayStation. Because I hadn't even realized it came with my center ice package. But, uh, shit's pretty legit. Um, I watched the 1980 All-Star game. A couple nights ago. The one with uh, Gordie Howe and Wayne Gretzky playing in it. Because it has a bunch of, like, archived classic games on there. So I was having a lot of fun going through that. And then it has a, you know, just a bunch of shit, like, from the uh, Centennial Celebrations and all that jazz. So it's definitely worth the, uh, I think it's like 50 bucks for the rest of the season. So look into that. Or ask your friend for his password. But back to Lindros. Um being a kid in the, you know the early 90s Eric Lindros was a huge deal um he was such a bad motherfucker just a huge guy the definition of a power forward um and if you were you know you lived in Ohio like I did you didn't play a lot of uh, hockey you know besides on like a video game so Lindros you know if you were the Flyers you had Lindros and McLain and you were basically unstoppable uh, you know, just a huge man, a fast guy. Um, you know, played over 760 games and you know, was injured a lot and you know, had a lot of uh, head issues. But it, it was uh, was suit with how he played the game. You know, almost 500 assists, almost 400 goals, over 1300 penalty minutes. Um, and if you go to drop the gloves.com, he went 34 and 2 in fights. Uh, so that's pretty fucking baller and 10 draws. And I think one of the uh most underestimated stats for Mr. Lindros would be his 57 points in 53 uh playoff games. Um that's absurd. And uh I, I one of my favorite things is I think his because there's all that controversy of when he was drafted to um uh the the Nordiques and he you know refused to go play and was out, you know, didn't put the jersey on in draft day. Everyone thought he was a brat, and, you know, people were dressed up as babies when he came back up there to play. And I'm pretty sure he scored two goals his first game in in Quebec. So, you know, if you're going to be a brat and not sign, you better come in and at least prove it like that. Um, he Only played eight seasons in Philly. I, I I don't mean only. I mean that's a long time to be playing professional hockey, but – uh. What he did there and how he changed the culture in Philly. Um, you know, before him, it was you know Bobby Clark and Dave the Hammer Schultz and those guys. But for me, there's a I mean there's a huge gap from those Stanley Cup winning teams until Lindros and Lecair- LeClaire started playing again, and that where the Flyers were relevant. Uh, so, you, 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 ask anybody in Philly; they're Lindros fans. It's it's very appropriate that they hang it up there. Um, you know, they had the. The fucking center eyes, the beautiful 88 behind him. Um, You know, all his various trophies out there with him. And he joins some pretty elite group up there. Uh, I think there's, you know, six total retired numbers. Maybe seven now with Lindros. But you got Bill Barber, the number seven. Um, Number 16, Bobby Clark. Uh, Yeah, if you can be anywhere with Bobby Clark, you're doing pretty well for yourself. Um, Bernie Perron, the goalie. uh, The incredible goalie there, number one. Mark Howe, number two retired uh, defenseman, and Barry Ashby, the number four, also retired there in Philly, and then unofficially retired as number 31, uh, Pelé Lindbergh, um, after he died in November 11th of 1985, they unofficially retired the number 31 for him as well, so he's in some good company there, uh, I've always been a huge Lindros fan, always will be, um, definitely go look up. Lindros highlights and just get ready to be rock hard for the rest of the day because the dude, there. I mean, there's plays where he'll crush a dude into the board, Someone will come over to retaliate, and then he just fucking crushes them. Like he was just an unstoppable force. I think he's like six four. I like there weren't dudes like him before him, and there there aren't many like him now that play the way he did. You you just look at like you know some penalty shots he would take where he just fucking barrel straight towards the goalie stops and just shoots like there was you know he he was an intimidating motherfucker and uh and I, I thought he brought up a lot of good points too you know um you know saying leclerc deserves to be in the hall of fame hall of fame and i know i had just talked about willie O'Ree, uh how he is not in the hockey hall of fame as a builder is i think beyond everyone um do the right thing toronto get him in now um do it while he's alive and can enjoy it uh the man's not getting any younger. I think he's 83 now. But there is no fucking way that guy doesn't deserve to be in the Hall. A man who's going to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame one day, Mr. Kid Rock, will be doing the music uh, at the All-Star Game in Tampa this weekend. I know all beard and no teeth and Greg Washinsky were not very happy about it. And uh, let me tell you a little story about Kid Rock here few years back I was at a festival called Rock on the Range in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, It's like three days long. It's a fucking booze fest. A lot of butt rock. Some heavy metal acts. I was there. Went with my brother and his friend Will, my friend as well. Um, You hammer a shit ton of beer. You're fucking hanging out. You listen to music all fucking day long. And the whole fucking weekend I'm like, God dude, Kid Rock's gonna be such a fucking joke. It's gonna blow. And my older brother, you know, it was just like, dude, wait till he puts it on a good show. You just fucking wait, man. He couldn't be more right. I tried not to enjoy it. I tried not to have fun while Kid Rock played. And uh, it was a blast. Um, played super tight. Had backup singers, fucking saxophones out there. Motherfucker plays the drums. You know, DJs. It's just a huge party. He's fucking chugging Jim Beam on stage. I had a blast. So I say to anybody... Who doesn't like Kid Rock? If you haven't seen him live, you don't know shit. And if you're shocked that Kid Rock's playing in Tampa, you've never been to Tampa. Because they're fucking as, about as white trash as Michigan. So, it's very fitting. Um, my picks for who's going to win? I was thinking, you know, I'm a big Metro guy with the Blue Jackets. Um, but I, I don't think they can repeat after winning last year the... First first annual three on three tournament. Um, I know Atlantic's the super hot pick because of the uh, Lightning. <clears throat> but I'll tell you right now, um, really, really look over those rosters. And I really think that the team that's putting the best team out there is the, the Pacific. So that's my uh, sleeper pick. I think the Pacific's going to win it and get that extra quiche. Um, they wanted to implement some new events. To the skills competition. Um, and the skills competition is a big deal at my house. We, you know, my wife and I enjoy watching it. We have a blast, you know, seeing who can hit the fucking puck the hardest. And yeah, you just kind of, if you want to have fun with the shit, you can have fun with it. If you don't, you, you don't. And then uh, go on with your prick existence. <sighs> Man, it's cold as a motherfucker out here. I didn't turn the heater out here on the studio, and it's cold as shit. <clears throat> So you have the fastest skater, uh, basically you know the same as always. Uh, Dylan Larkin with the record there. Connor McDavid bitching about it last year. What it says in the rules now, um, I don't know if they were in there last year, but they're in there now. So the skater can start up to three feet behind the line. That's how Larkin did it. That's what McDavid bitched about. Uh, Larkin won't be there this year. Um, so we'll see if McDavid can uh, beat the record. I know he was really close. Um, dude's fucking fast, dude can fucking ice skate you have the passing challenge Um, relatively the same, I think it's split up into four different parts this year and it's like light activated shit where you have to pass it to where it's lit up Um, I'm sure knowing the NHL, the uh, light activation system won't work so look forward to that Uh, new event, the save streak where all 36 uh, shooters will you know, go at the goalie and see how long many he can save in a row. Um, usually the goalies don't try at all in these events. So um, it'll be up to, uh, you know, the four goalie or the six goalies or whoever's in it. Um, to If they want to do it or if they're just going to be like, you know, bah bug. The puck control relay. Um, you can imagine cones. Uh, those little black things that bounce the fucking puck off. Not Not too stoked about that one. My favorite, the Hardest Shot. Uh, I love the fucking Hardest Shot. Blows my mind that these dudes can hit the puck over 100 miles an hour. Uh, You know, I, I was talking about being rock hard earlier, watching Eric Lindros highlights. I will be rock hard watching the Hardest Shot competition. And then the Accuracy Challenge, which I think also will have the light activated things. Usually, you know, it's just the four fucking... Bullseyes in the corners, and Sidney Crosby shoots them out and wins. Um, but I think they may have implemented a fifth hole light up as well. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I really think in the going forward in the future that they should bring some of the NWHL uh, women out and have them join in with some of this, some of the skills activities. Um, The WNBA does it with, like, a a hot shot or a three-point fucking thing. I think it would be a good way to spread awareness on the NWHL. And those chicks can fucking... I mean, they're accurate shooters, too. So, you know, let them get in there with Sydney and fucking help out a little bit. Maybe have a representative. There's only four fucking teams. You can't have four girls fucking, you know, pick an event and do that shit. Uh, Hockey days were celebrated in Minnesota and Canada over the weekend on Saturday. I watched a little bit of the Hockey Day in Canada. It's uh, basically a bunch of Canadian dudes standing outside talking about Newfoundland. New Finland? Newfoundland? Newfoundland? Um, you know, talking about Sidney Crosby's uncle playing for the fucking Royals. and <clears throat> A bunch of shit I don't know about because I'm not fucking Canadian. And, you know, little kids. Trying, like Just a bunch of kids shoveling snow and fucking Sidney Crosby's uncle. Uh, And then Hockey Day in Minnesota is basically the same thing, except we don't have Sidney Crosby's uncle. And I did see in Canada, they had the, uh, I don't know the lady's name. She plays in the CWHL, but she is the antithesis of Harrison Brown, who plays in the National Women's Hockey League for the Riveters of New York. So Harrison Brown is a gentleman who used to be a lady who plays in the league and fits the league's requirements to play but as a transgendered person. Now this lady who plays for the Furies of Toronto, I think. I, I I'm sorry, I'm, I forget her name. Plant, maybe. Um, I think it's Plant. I don't. I don't remember. But either way, I'm. I'm and I. I don't know if there are requirements of the CWHL. I guess I'll have to look a little more into it and talk to you guys about next week. But I'll tell you this. uh, She's a former dude playing in the league with not former dudes. This same shit happened in MMA. um, And this former dude, girl now, was beating up chicks. And it just didn't seem right. she finally got what was coming to her. Some chick beat the shit out of her. I, I don't know. From the interview that I saw, the, the, she says that the league accepts her really well and all this. I just don't think that that progression is where is in the right direction. Um, if that makes me a bigot, it makes me a bigot. But uh, I'll tell you right now, I would have um, my ladies just run her and fucking give her the old one too. And really welcome her into the league, <clears throat> but uh, you know, I'm a prick. Speaking of pricks, uh, Lavar Ball's dad—I don't know his real name, or maybe he is Lavar Ball—but he's creating a league for uh, high school athletes to join instead of going to college basketball, um, where they can get paid in, so, you know, an amateur league. I think it's a really good idea. Um, the NCAA is. Uh, about as corrupt as it gets they're making billions of dollars off these athletes and uh you know they can't have a youtube page or sell a fucking rap album um so it made me think like uh because i don't know a lot about the juniors in canada if those guys get paid or not you know because you know they're they're putting asses in the fucking seats and i know they go you know end up going to high school and shit still but uh If anyone has the answer to that, please tweet me. I'm curious to know if the junior players in the Canadian leagues, uh, you know, and there's teams in the United States too, but uh, I'm wondering if they get paid um, to be in those leagues. Because if not, then they need to do something like uh, Mr. Ball is doing with basketball. And I think all these uh, highly recruited kids for football and hockey, basketball, need to, uh, you know, make a stand and realize, you know, you're only alive for so long, and if some dude or some corporation or some school is making a a, a billion dollars off of what you're doing, it's time to put an end to it. Phil Phil Castle, I, th- I don't know if it was a Bower commercial or whatever the what fuck it was. They're just asking them random shit, and uh, so they say, I think it was like, "What would you ask?" And it started scrolling through like random players, uh, Taylor Hall. And he goes, uh, you know, I'd ask him if he's ever been in the playoffs. Such a fucking brilliant chirp. And he immediately was like, oh, what? Is that too mean? Like, you know, went fucking PC on it. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, if you can find that clip, I'll try to find it and put it on my Twitter tonight, on the Biscuit Twitter. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, fucking Taylor Hall, dude. That's, that's brilliant. Good for you, Phil Kessel. <sighs> Not good for you, fuckboy of the week, George Peros, you put an end to one of the most impressive Ironman streaks in sports history, uh, Cagliano's streak, um, over 800 games played straight in hockey is insane, yeah, his hit on Camp, you know, or was it on Anderhoff, doesn't matter. Maybe it deserved a game, for sure didn't deserve to. For sure, don't fucking just fine him, let the streak go on. Uh, and if you hear the interview where he's talking about it, he gets choked up and almost cries. And you know, a lot I've heard a lot of people say, well, that didn't come up, and, and but you know, it, it did come out from uh, the Department of Safety offices that, that that was spoken about in the meeting. When they were discussing, you know, what kind of punishment to hand out to uh, Mister Cagliano, so uh, an end to a very impressive Iron Man streak. And those things, you know, I remember Cal Ripkins when I was younger in baseball, you know, seven million games or whatever he played in a row. Boom. Joe Thomas for the Cleveland Browns basically just started for 15 straight years, uh, but I think in hockey it's even more more so impressive, just because the violence and the speed of the game. Um it's sad. And I, I think he was, you know, second second place for the streak too, coming up on first. So uh I don't I don't think you'll see that touch for quite some time. So, Mr. George Parros, you are the fuck boy of the week. Uh our thoughts go out to Mr. Charlie McAvoy as he's going under undergoing surgery for a, a heart condition. Um, he's only going to be out for two weeks. Um, I'm not a doctor. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me to have heart surgery and only be out for two weeks. But, uh, like I said, a, a, a swift recovery young man and, uh, hope to see you back out on the ice. Uh, big, big fan of Charlie McAvoy. Um, has made me almost like the Boston Bruins and that's hard to do. <laughs> Red Wings fans don't like anybody that plays on their team. I saw them talking straight garbage about Luke Wachowski again. Uh, Blaming him for the loss against Dallas. When the team only has 14 shots on goal, you can't be pointing the finger at Luke Wachowski for getting two penalties and the penalty kill couldn't hold up. Um, if you don't have Luke Wachowski on that team, your young stars like Dylan Larkin, Anthony Mantha, uh, the also-hated Tyler Bertuzzi, are going to get ran so much, and your team's going to be a boring blob of fucking old fucks that couldn't hold up to the... Teams of the past for Detroit. <clears throat> and the instigator rule that was implemented on Wachowski for his fight... Uh, was just straight dog shit. How, how running a teammate or hip-checking a fucking rookie into the boards... Isn't instigating the fight I is beyond me. I'll never get it. Uh, but Wachowski took care of business and Detroit hates him for it. And this whole... Narrative you know I've spoken before, where certain people will mention a player being irrelevant um nobody in the NHL is irrelevant one, but uh the reason the most recent one I saw was some fuckhead talking about Todd bertuzzi. listen, this guy was the butterfield trophy winner for um m v p of the calder cup uh tournament last year the griff the Gr- grand Rapids Griffiths ended up winning. The Calder Cup, uh, because you know, mainly because of Bertuzzi's play through the playoffs, he sets a career record for goals, or it was either goals or points. I think it was goals in a playoff uh, career for Grand Rapids, and has been tearing it up in Detroit. He's only got like twelve or thirteen games played. He's got nine points, scored a goal last night um, against New Jersey. He. As old school as old schools you are going to get goes goes to the dirty areas to score. He's got that beautiful fucking flow of a hair. Um, you're gonna you're gonna miss guys like this. Um, you know if you keep calling these Wachowskis and Bertuzzi's irrelevant, um, the league's going to be irrelevant if guys like that stop playing. Um, realize that and quit being fuckheads jack motherfucking johnson of the columbus blue jackets has requested a trade um trying to go get more money um i hadn't realized but bob mcillicott from cbj and 30 was talking about i guess a few years he had to file for bankruptcy um i don't know bad at managing money i know he's made quite a bit of cash being in columbus but uh so they they talk about that, and then I, I read that Torts has set him down and said, you know, don't leave now. <clears throat> See this season through. Um, Torts and Jack Johnson have you know always had a good uh, relationship for the past couple years. You know, he put him on the embarrassing USA team in the World Cup there. Uh, he's a good offensive defenseman. Uh, I, I think his tenure in Columbus has come to end. I think... There's enough young guys behind him. Um, But if Torts wants him on the team, let's keep him on the team. Let's fucking, you know, let's go. (laughs) Huge, huge, huge props to uh, Adam Scorgi's little daughter. uh, One, for getting 50 goals in her her hockey season. And then uh, she was the ESPN's Player of the World um, this past month. Um, I'm not exactly sure what disease she's suffering from, but she's beating it and she's playing hockey. Uh, so good for you, little Scorgy. That's badass. <sighs> a, uh, a Another memoriam, man. People just keep dying on me. Uh, Johansson of U.S. hockey died uh, unsuspectedly at 53. Um, just a huge loss for the USA hockey program. Uh, he was a part of Olympic teams. Um, Everyone has, if you've heard from the last couple of days, spoken very, very highly of the man and uh, he will be missed. And especially something like this where, you know, he is only 53 years old and he goes unexpectedly. Uh, you know, so th- our, my thoughts are out to his and his family and um, anybody that knew him well. And uh, he will be missing US- USA Hockey for sure. <sighs> you guys want to hear some league leaders or what? Or do you want to hear the fights? League leaders, goals, Ovi, 29, assist, Borchek from the Flyers with 45 apples, points, Kucherov, 61, plus minus, Marchando to plus 24, dude is having himself a fucking year, man, having himself the last couple seasons, man, he's, he's fucking, just getting better, he's doing exactly what you want out of your team, or players on your team, getting better every year, uh, fighting majors is Mr. Michael Haley out of the Florida Panthers with 11. Don't expect anybody to catch up with him in that category. Goals against average, The Flower with a 1.68. Save percentage, Marc-Andre Fleury again with a 9.46. Wins, Vascolyskiy, 26. Shutouts, Vascolyskiy with 7. Second place, a bunch of guys tied with 4 behind him. Um, it wasn't big on Vascolyskiy, and uh, he's proven me wrong, so good for you, sir. Some of the fights I liked from the past week. I really, really got so excited when Jared Bull got called up for the Kings game. The Kings and Ducks games are the funnest games that you can see in the NHL, but so him and McDermott drop, and I'm like, oh, fuck yes. My my favorite, you know, enforcer ever against my, you know, one of my new favorites. Uh, and Bull couldn't do shit against him. He couldn't reach him, couldn't grab him. The fight fucking sucked. I was super bummed out. There ended up being two more fights, you know, immediately after that. So the rare multi-fight game in the NHL happened. Um, also, another one in uh, Nashville it was Nashville in Florida. Oof, Hartnell got his ass beat down. And uh, Haley and Watson threw a couple before, you know, they fell. Um, old, old Big Johnson for the New York Islanders, look out for this fucking guy. He leads the AHL in penalty minutes, but he absolutely whipped the dog piss out of Blackhawks' uh, Ryan Hartman. It was bad. It was a fucking beat down. And if you get the clip right on Hockey Fights, they go Big Johnson right at the beginning. It's hilarious. Highly recommend it. Uh, Ronaldo comes back for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Gets a big hit on uh, Jaskin. Um, Totally legal, but you know how people feel about Ronaldo. Uh, So Brodziak comes over and they hug and talk cute nothings to each other for a little bit and then break it up. I don't know if, you know, what Ronaldo said to Brasiak made sense, and that's why they didn't really swing on each other. But, uh, don't waste my time, boys. Just leave the gloves on. Former CBJ prospect Dylan Hetherington um, of the Cleveland Monsters, now a Dallas star, got absolutely murdered by uh, Mr. Nolan for the Buffalo Sabres. Uh... I recommend watching that fight. Nolan beats the piss out of him. It was great. And I like Hetherington. I like the way he's playing. Um, he played really physical uh, when he came up his first game against Columbus. Um, can't fight for shit, but uh, good on him for trying. <sighs> Condolences to Notre Dame streak. They ended up losing Saturday to the Badgers of Wisconsin. They'll still be your Big Ten champions in NCAA hockey, but... Uh, you know, it's three cans of 16. But um, it's got to end sometime. We're going to start doing a little more NCAA, NCAA AAA, AAA, uh, hockey here at the Biscuit. So look forward to that. Look forward to my nuts, too. Fuck you guys. Rate and review us iTunes. Tell your friends about us. Um, thanks again to everyone who's listening. I really do appreciate you guys. Um, the numbers have been huge. The show's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I love you. Um, if there's anywhere where you hear people listening to podcasts and the biscuit isn't on there, let me know. We'll get it on there. But, uh, until then, you know, I think fucking iTunes tune in stitcher, Google play music, um, is, is enough. All right. Instagram, Facebook. I live on Twitter. I live in Belleville. I live in all of you. Wherever you feel the best at in your body, whether it be your nipples, your fingertips, your tongue, that's where I live. Freedom. Hockey. The biscuit. How many bucks do I give? How many bucks-